This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This insert, sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. Wendy Christian is a wellness practitioner and a health coach at Integrated Health Solution. She's joining us this morning, where I think there might be some load shedding happening. Good morning, Wendy. Morning, Brad. Yes, indeed. We are sitting here in the dark. Well, we'll have, <laughs> we have our turn in 16 minutes, so I'm not looking particularly forward to that. Today we're having this fascinating conversation. While I'm sitting here under LED lights, as I look up and I can see them, they've got those little dots, so I know for sure they are LED lights. Interesting conversation, LEDs and health, Wendy. Absolutely. We, we certainly have um, been spoiled by LED lights because they, they provide very good lighting for us, but we do have to consider the consequences on our health. This is fascinating that there are any kind of consequences on our health. I hope you're saying they're not all bad because if I think at home, all of the lights there are LED with the exception of one or two. Here, most of our lights are LED. So please tell us more. Okay. So LED, um, a light emitting diode is what LED stands for. Um, and they've obviously got a lot more popular now because of their cost and their efficiency um, and, but in 2016 already, the American Medical Association started saying that LED lighting can have a negative impact on human health. Hmm. Um, and it's because they emit these shortwave high-energy lights from the blue and violet end of the color spectrum. Now, we all know about lighting because, you know, you're told not to spend too much time on your tablets and your televisions and your hmm. computer screens and those kind of things. Now, LED lights are tending to emit that same type of light. So that means we're exposed to it all day long. So what is the effect that it's having on our bodies? So this is the range of light that has the most impact on our sleep-wake cycle, and it maintains our circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is what helps us to wake up in the mornings and go to sleep at night. And the exposure to this light, especially at nighttime, disrupts our melatonin production, and then it can increase our sleep disorders. So things like um, insomnia, and or waking up frequently in the night or inability to fall asleep um, and maintain sleep, those kind of things can be problematic when we're exposed to too much blue light or too much LED lighting. Yeah, I've had this conversation with someone when they say, well, when I sit in front of my computer or my tablet, my eyes get so dry and scratchy. Even Ulmarie said that to me recently. Um, Is that due to the LED lights particularly? Yes, yes. So along with any eye symptoms, you can have headaches as well. So your eyes get dry and sore, and then you get a headache as well. And you can have a mild to severe headache, depending on how much time you're spending in front of the lighting. So what does that mean to our eyes then if we have long-term exposure? Because we're all sitting in front of something every day, or now clearly under something every day. That's it. So it has the most impact on our retina. So the retina um, is in the back part of the eye. And the exposure to this lighting increases our risk for cataracts and for age-related macular degeneration. So even short periods of exposure can have a negative impact on the retina. This is really serious. It feels like, how do we we escape this? It feels like we're in a trap. It does, um, because it just seems to be like this is how the world is changing. And it's something that we really need to be cognizant of. So we need to be able to have different spectrums of light that we're exposed to during the day and there are protective mechanisms that we can put in place you know when we are exposed to blue light on a continual basis is there then a color variation of the led that might be better for us 
there is color variation and there's a difference in the intensity in the intensity as well as the toxicity of the light. So the higher intensity, that cold blue light, is the most phototoxic, and that's the most um, uh, potentially harming for our visual health, and that can fast-track your degenerative eye diseases, whereas the warmer whiter light is more like your traditional lighting. So the, the softer the light is, the better. The brighter and more concentrated it is, the more toxic it is on the, specifically the eyes we're talking about in this. Hmm. And uh, would, let's say, children be more sensitive than this to, say, adults? Yes, because they haven't developed the ability yet to filter. So as they're growing, their eyes are not fully developed. Um, so they are much more likely to effect, uh, experience the effects of um, um, the negative harmful effects of the LED light. So if we think about young children, you think about babies, here, yeah, play on the tablets. You know, we give them mm. the tablets to keep them quiet and to occupy them or go and sit in front of the television. But their eyes and their, their brains are still developing. So it really can have serious consequences on their vision for the rest of their lives. That's actually a really big thing you said because I'm yet to meet somebody who doesn't at some point say, here, play this on my phone or here, watch this on my phone to keep the young ones quiet or occupied. As you've said, it's sort of become an, an wrongly so well, in my opinion, at least such a babysitter at times. But we're not, we're not considering the long-term consequences. The long-term consequences we might consider is what effect would this have on, I don't know, their ability to you know, socialize or whatever, as opposed to the damage it's actually doing to their physic physically to their eyes. I mean, you've used the yes. word phototoxicity. That's hectic. Yes, yes. And you don't think of the, uh, you know, we think of brains maybe, you know, I think we'll, we'll speak a bit about dopamine just now, but you think about the, the, the blue lighting or actually the devices impacting their dopamine receptors, but it's, it's doing both. So it's mm. affecting dopamine and it could have a negative consequence on their eyes. So young children ideally shouldn't have any exposure to tablets. And if, you know, if they do, it's five or ten minutes. Um, up until even, I would say, 13 or 14, they really should have absolute minimal time um, exposure on tablets and on um, devices. Yeah, I like that. I mean, now we're talking about something, the, the outcome being physically terrible and eyes. We only have two of them. We need to really take care of them. Uh, but what yes. about, but don't forget blue light from the sun as well. Or is that a different kind of blue light? It is, and it, and blue light happens at, at at a specific time of the day. So that's the difference: is that blue light has a positive effect, especially when it's coming from the sun, because it promotes alertness, it gives us a healthy mood, and it increases our motivation. But that blue light, if you look at the color spectrum of light across the day, is normally in the earlier part of the day and perhaps a little bit in the later part of the afternoon. But between, say, like around sunrise um, till about 11 a.m., that's when you get the best blue light exposure from the sun. Hmm. And that is beneficial because it kicks that circadian rhythm into, into um, a start. It, it, uh, it stimulates the pineal gland. It knows that it's morning time. And it helps to balance our sleep-wake cycle. Yeah, cycles are important. I mean, you mentioned the maintenance of our circadian rhythm, but what happens if that rhythm gets knocked out of sync? I mean, what's really happening in our bodies? So it causes a desynchronization. De, um, so if our, our bodies do function in cycles, you've got a sleep-wake cycle, you've got a number of other cycles. Um, and if we are out of sync, then that, that can contribute to ill health. So if we're not exposed to enough of a balance of light and darkness in the day, then that will disrupt our, our physical health. So it can affect your, um, your blood sugar balance. It can affect your sleep quality. It can affect your mood. The, it, it can cause cancers. It can create inflammation in the body. 
So we really want to make sure that we are getting more balance in our days because I think we try and stretch our days out. We try and make as most of the day as possible, yeah. whereas we should be having winding down times and times we, we, where we have lower lighting in our homes. Yeah, that's a difficult one for us to get into. And I think that's so important to try and find a balance. Um, so let's talk about that blue light, the good blue light. What is, effect is that having on our bodies? So it stimulates the production of serotonin and dopamine. And serotonin is necessary, obviously, for mood, but it also controls our body temperature, our appetite, our ability to sleep, and our social behavior. And then dopamine is necessary for us to be able to concentrate and focus. But it's also important for our sense of pleasure um, and our attention and learning capacity. So if we're being exposed to blue light and it does this good blue light in a balanced way, this is the good that comes out of it. But now if we're bombarded with blue light continuously and we're throwing out of the rhythm, but it's still causing the release of dopamine and serotonin, what's happening now if it's all out of sync? It feels like a big, like a, a, a tumble dryer full of these things that are not operating as they should. It does. These, um, these neurotransmitters or neurochemicals then become excitatory, which is not good. So when they are too excited, then the effect on the brain and the, and the body is different. So then you have like a, an anxiety or a restlessness or a, a depression or you feel um, paranoid. You know, you start having these really unhealthy mental health issues and it disrupts your cognitive abilities. So mm. you can't focus and concentrate anymore. You can't remember information. You can't sleep as well as you need to. Um, and you feel depressed and anxious. So we have to find a balance here because we want to be free of these things that you've mentioned. We want blue light to be doing naturally what it ought to be doing. And we need to get our rhythms back in check. So how do we fix this? What on earth do we do? So especially in the evenings or in the later part of the day, we should really have lower lighting and either a redder lighting or an orange lighting, something warm that resembles candlelight. Um, mm. So that our brains and our bodies know this is the end of the day, it's time to switch off. Um, and then that will allow us to have much better sleep quality. And if we are exposed to LED lighting for whatever reason, it should be for really short periods of time. It shouldn't be the norm. And there are things that you can use like um, amber-colored glasses. Hmm. Um, and there's different light bulbs that you can put in your lights um, to, to do that. And, and then that certainly helps to, make, to keep the rhythm of the body going. So the body realizes, okay, this is nighttime, and in the morning it's daytime, and that's when the LED lighting um, or the blue lighting from the sun is going to be your better option. Such a fascinating conversation because we love where the world is going and things are being uh, more convenient when it comes to light bulbs like LEDs. They use less electricity, and that's a good thing. And we're moving forward and we're sort of evolving in all of these ways of thinking and running things. But we forget the body has a certain set of needs. And the moment we throw that out of sync, the effect is can be catastrophic and it feels like a chain reaction. So we need to be so much more mindful, Wendy, just in closing, of, of what's actually happening around us. Some stuff has been you know, invented or whatever for our convenience, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. No, it doesn't. It's not always better for us. So it is convenient. It is cost-effective. Um, it is the way the world is going, but we really need to be conscious of what we're doing to make sure that we're still protecting our bodies in this. We can't unknow what you've shared with us this morning, and we're really grateful. And I think this is such a powerful conversation this morning. The podcast will be available for you later today. Please share it with somebody else, particularly with little ones, and to make some better choices 
to ensure that our kids are sleeping well and starting their life off on the best foot. Wendy, fascinating topic this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, great having you along with us. Uh, Wendy is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. You can contact her for more. Wendy, thanks so much for your time today. It's a pleasure, Brad. Have a great Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.